But we're so honored to have graduates with us today because, you know, the graduates that have, especially the, the spirit of God that's in them, I just challenge you to keep that um, and keep in the word and keep going forward with God because you're the ones that are going to change society. You're going to change things. You are the game changers. You're the ones that come and, and help carry the baton and, and move things forward. We've been talking about glow in the dark, and I gave my band away again. Uh, and we're going to continue to talk about glow in the dark. But today we're ending the, the fruit of the Spirit. Today is the last two in the fruit basket. I'm going to give you a foundation message on gifts of the Spirit next week, just to kind of lay the foundation. And then we're going to go into gifts of the Spirit, and we're going to go and do those as well. So this, can, this series, Glow in the Dark, is going to continue for yet a few more weeks. But uh, I'm hoping you're getting something out of it, because it, for me... I don't know, it feels like I'm just speaking to myself in ways, because there's so much, sometimes you think you got something, and then you're like, I still need so much work, it's not funny. So we've been talking, this, this week is our last in the basket again, gentleness and self-control. Those are going to be fun this morning. Gentleness and self-control. So uh, it is just one of those, we've, I know some of you have been waiting on just self-control. So you've had to exercise the fruit just to wait. For this time, let's look at our, our main scripture and then we'll say a prayer and we'll get started. It's Galatians 5 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. There's no law against these things. Father, I ask God for your blessing as we again just get into your word and help us to discover new things that we could apply to our lives to make us better believers and better lights in this community in Jesus name. Amen. So this is the thing we're going to unpack today. We're going to do this together and this, so these are the the fruits that we're talking about. I'm excited to get into the gifts. I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about all of those things. But it's great to to understand it to a point where if we can understand it and we can apply it. I don't know about y'all, but I went to church for years. I mean, grew up in church. Uh went to a Methodist church when I was little and then uh, mom and dad got got saved, filled with the Spirit, and things got a little awkward at that point in that Methodist church, and so they ended up going to a Pentecostal church, and, and then uh, I, I still was kind of like, I knew God. How many have heard that? I know God. Your friends ever tell you that? Well, I know God. Devil knows God too, you know, but guess where he's not going? <laughs> so, you know, I, and I get that, and then my sister and her husband uh, my sister's Kim over here to my left, and uh, her nickname's Crunch. That's what we call her. So I, I don't even know where that Crunch Cone or, yeah. So anyway, she got saved. Her and her husband got saved. And that's what, I mean, I saw a big difference in my mom and dad, but it was her witness that changed my viewpoint or my, my life in ways that impacted me to like just... Something's, I mean, she's totally different. Something is, something is completely, in my world, wrong. Because I, I would go over to her house just because mom and dad were getting a little too religious. And so I got to, you know, do that and go over there. And then, you know, then I moved out on my own and all that kind of stuff. But it was her life and Jeff's life that really put an impact on my life that she actually led me to the Lord. And uh, so... I just thank the Lord for her obedience and her, but you know why? Because she started glowing in the dark. She started changing. I started seeing something that I hadn't seen before. Now, her and I were always close, but I, I could see something that was different and something that was, 
that was real that it was kind of like I couldn't really explain it. My whole purpose of uncovering the stuff is so if we can find something, if I don't fall off, if we can find something and we can apply it, then we got something. Because I don't want to go home and go, I don't have any idea what that guy talked about. I want to go home and go, you know what? God's working on me. I can do that. So that's what we're going to look at today. Let's look at gentleness. Gentleness is very close to patience. Sometimes you don't think that, but if you really let, again, we're going to just peel the onion back a little bit. If you're going to be gentle with someone, you're probably going to be patient with them. Because, you know, if you're going to continually be gentle, after a while, they're going to wear you thin. It's not a shocker that Paul gives these two. They're kind of together. We're going to talk about that. But why are they alike and why are they different? Patience, if patience is the ability to put up with hostility and criticism without anger. Somebody has a different viewpoint than you. You can receive their viewpoint. Doesn't mean you believe their viewpoint. Doesn't mean you take it. It just means you don't slap them. You know, well, let me, let me refresh. You just don't get mad about it. We'll get to the slapping in a minute. Gentleness is the ability to do it without aggression. That's gentleness. So you don't have to agree with it, but you're not going to respond in a way, hey, you don't think the way I think. You'll hear me say this in a few minutes, but I'm going to say it again now. For this fruit to be activated, there must be a situation that has need of its use. So these fruits that we said the Holy Spirit produces, so if we're a believer, God has put the ability for you to exercise these fruits inside. So there's going to be things that happen that you're going to have to use these with. Have you ever said, God, give me patience? That's a tough one. Because you know that's going to happen. Gentleness is something that just, it, 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 as I was writing this, I'm thinking, man, I, in ways, I think, oh, I got this. I don't really have it. It's being able to be restrained from eye rolling, body language, huffing and puffing, expressive, just oh, moaning, angry gestures and the like. It's done with softness, controlling your tongue as well as your temper. That's being gentle. Gentle is being very aware that the other person might have feelings too. Have you ever been mistreated at a restaurant or at a uh, shopping store. We were somewhere, and uh, somebody just told me this story the other day. The person said, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to apologize because I'm in a rotten mood. How many of you like to have them for a greeter at your church? Well, come on in and find yourself a seat, but don't look for me to help you. I mean, you know, everybody, but I would have a tendency to respond differently, and I think most of us would. Have you ever had the waitress or the waiter that's just like, what'll it be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you want to be like, is this your job or are you just filling in? Or maybe this isn't your life thing you need to do. You want to just respond in it. Here, let me give you a tip. I'm not going to leave you money, but maybe you should find another thing for work. You know, that kind of stuff. We, we want to respond in a certain way. But gentleness is maybe doing something different. My, my wife would be quick to remind me sometimes... We don't know what they've been going through. Now, yesterday, we just celebrated 34 years. Our anniversary was yesterday. 34 years. <laughs> and this is how I, don't, I know I don't have this fruit down. Because when we were sometimes, because guys and girls aren't always thinking alike. 
And I, it's not like I want to think different than her. I'm just not her. And so I, I process things in my brain process different than her brain. She'll say something like, you're, you're, you're saying that harsh. I'm thinking, I am not saying that harsh. You don't even know I'm not. I'm not saying that harsh. And she'll say, yes, you are. No, I'm not. We don't process things the same way. Gentleness is being aware that the other person might have feelings. Maybe they've been going through something, and we don't know. We don't know what happened. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's happened. There's been times that stuff has just been, you don't even get it. Have you ever been? Now, we've all probably been to Walmart. We went to Walmart, and this has been some months ago. Somebody is in front of me with the, the person checking them out, and she seems or appears to be fairly new at the checkout. But the guy is giving her a really hard time because she didn't evidently give him back enough change or didn't give her the right amount. And he is just giving her the riot act. And I'm, so I'm behind him waiting. Now, here's the one. This is just a pet peeve of mine. Anybody like, I don't like if I'm putting my card in, I don't like the next person right beside me. I'm like, excuse me? I mean, I don't say that, but I guess I would. If it came down, because I'm just like, I don't do that to other people. I don't even, I'll let them check out. I don't even put my stuff. I mean, if it goes down on lane, I still stay way back. Let them go ahead and check through. There's some people that are just like, they got their card in their hand, and they're like waiting for you to get yours out. Anyway, he is just reading this girl the riot act. I gave you a $20 bill, and you didn't give me that. And she said, I'm sorry, sir. I'm, I'm trying to look through the receipt. And he's upset, and she's calling for help, and her face is red, and she looks like she's going to cry, and the manager's, you know, being held up by somebody else, and I don't have all day to spend here, you know, and I'm just sitting there, and part of me wants to go and say, excuse me, and just be nice in my own mind. I did that before. I was in Chipotle in Marion, and we witnessed, um, bless you, we witnessed somebody uh, was mad at the person that didn't put enough sour cream or something on their, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And they are in a battle, and somebody beside them said, dude, chill out. And so then these two people start cussing at each other in Chipotle, and they're like going to throw down over sour cream. And I'm watching this, and you know what happens if you get in on the middle of that? They're going to cuss you out. And you're going to have to get in the middle of a throwdown against sour cream. <laughs> I just want to be like, but, you know, I had this, I held myself because if somebody was going to get hurt, I would have stepped in. But they finally, they left because I think somebody said, hey, we're going to call the police or whatever, over sour cream. But I, I told the person working, as which I told the same cashier at Walmart, you handled yourself very well. And I, I, I just think, I just wanted you to know, I'm, I think you handled yourself very well. It would have been very easy, would have upset anybody, but you kept your composure, and I just appreciate how you handled yourself. Changed the total perspective and complexion of all of that stuff. You see, gentleness is sometimes, we, we, we just don't see it a lot because the fruit is not active a lot. We have a world that's just push, 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 go, go, go. The rat race. You know, if you live in Columbus... It's minutes or miles. We had people that lived 10 miles from where they worked. Took them an hour to get to work because of traffic. And they would give me a hard time because we lived 30 minutes away from the church at the time. And they'd say, how do you drive that? I'm like, I can get to church in 33 minutes. And it's easy country driving. Go away. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I would just download and you know, talk to God that whole time. Our kids, we'd go through a drive-thru, they'd eat. By the time we got home, we'd carry them to bed. Yay! Life is good. But you never know what people are going through. Gentleness doesn't mean that you have to say something all the time. Maybe gentleness would be you need to keep your mouth closed. Sometimes that's hard to do. It also can be clear and strong, but without contention or rage. So let me make that point real quick. You can be gentle and say, you know, no. And somebody could say, no, I don't want you, you know, you, you, don't need to, you don't need to do this or buy this or whatever, you're, but you know you're supposed to. No, I really appreciate your input, but I need to get this anyway. But thank you so much. I appreciate your concern. You're still going to do what you need to do, but yet you're doing it in a way that's a little more gentle. Gentleness is also close to humility. Paul puts it this way, Ephesians 4, 1 and 2. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you've been called by God. Here they are, always being humble and gentle. Be patient. All three of those are pretty well grouped together there with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And I just said I've been married to this woman for 34 years. She's had to put up with me for 34 years. I have not always been gentle. I certainly have not always been patient. And we haven't even touched self-control yet. But I'm just saying. Now, I'm not saying she's perfect. I'm not, I'm not saying she doesn't have her faults. But I'm just saying, in ways in my mind, I'm thinking, I got this. I got work to do. Back in the day when Paul was writing this, gentleness and humility were despised by the culture for Greece and Rome. That wasn't the way it was. It was the man. He was, you know, the women do not say nothing. You don't have any voice. You don't have anything. Now, I grew up, and most of, if you're my age, you know, Ron, by the way, gives this example of 60 and over. I'm 58, Ron. <laughs> okay, good man. I'm like, we are young. We are young. <laughs> but anyway, grew up watching, remember the sitcom All in the Family? Remember Archie Bunker? Archie, Bun I mean, he caused all kinds of waves because of his male chauvinistic attitude. And he was saying, well, Adam and Eve, and Eve was made from Adam's rib, a cheaper cut. See, some of the kids are like, what? what's all in the family? Long story. But, but what I'm telling you is that was kind of back in Rome and Greece. That was the, the man. It was his he, bragging was an art form. You didn't show weakness. You couldn't, you couldn't show weakness. It was all just about, woo. Being who you're supposed to be, being strong, powerful, dominant, boasting and bragging. Real men were winners, and they, you made sure everybody knew it. You outcrowed everything in the barnyard. Boasting was part of your life. In today's society now, everything is blown up with superheroes, the Avengers and all that. And I love superheroes. I love uh, you know, the, the whole thing. We, I enjoy watching the Avengers. But we, we have to understand and we have to realize it's kind of an escape, but... Those powers are not real. I mean, you know, we, we can have power through God, but we're, this is all make-believe, you know, stuff like that. And so one of the great things about dreaming is being able to, to dream and say, God, give me, some, give me some great plans. What do you want me to do? How far do you want me to go? And the great thing about graduates is now you're kind of on the edge of, of, of a whole new dimension now. You're, you know, everything's full of changes, seasons, 
You went to, you know, I went to elementary school. How many remember when you first went to kindergarten and you got there and you got to first grade and then there's fifth grade and they ruled the school and so you were the first graders and you kind of there and pretty soon you were a fifth grader and that's right, you like have an attitude now. That's right, we are the fifth graders. Then we went to middle school and it was sixth, seventh, and eighth grade when I was growing up. And so then in middle school, you were like, you're the sixth grader back at the bottom rung again. But then the eighth graders ruled. And then you're an eighth grader, you're like, that's right. Then they stuck us all in one school. It was called the Freshman Building, if anybody remembers that. They put all of the ninth graders in there, and we all looked like just chickens out of every other hen house and all stuck in one kind of pen. And so we were all kind of fighting for position there. Then went to high school, and then you're on the bottom rung again, 10th grade, to seniors ruled, and then seniors, and then you go to college, and it seems like life is full of those challenges. Followers of Jesus, sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's easy. Sometimes God just sets it up. Gentleness and humility. What is the line on that? So how do we go through life in these seasons and be gentle and be humble and be patient and exercise self-control? How does that happen? We've got to understand there's got to be a line and there are answers and it's in this book. And that's, that's the plumb line. We draw the line on the book. What do you say, God? And what God says goes. And that's what you do. That's the balance. Line everything up with the word. In the Old Testament, David compares God to a gentle shepherd. In Psalm 23, 2 and 3, it says, He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me behind peaceful, or beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Isaiah agrees in Isaiah 40, 11. He'll feed his flock like a shepherd. He'll carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He'll gently lead the mother sheep with their young. Deuteronomy pictures God as a caring father and carrying his children from danger, providing for them. And that, let's look at Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30. Jesus said, come to me all you're weary and carry heavy burdens. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble. Here it is. And gentle. At heart, and you'll find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So Jesus, when he's talking about yoke, he's not talking about eggs. He's, he's talking about, listen, you can cast that stuff to me. You can give that to me, and because you're one of mine, I'll carry that for you. I'll take that. You don't have to take that. What he's talking about is just living God's way. Kingdom living. Not real religion and legalistically and all of that. But he's talking about just living God's way. Freedom in a framework, if you will. When, when, when our kids were growing up, you know, we would let our kids play. And we would just say, you know, at our house. Again, this is just at our house. We had a guy come and he goes, well, I see at your house. My wife didn't. Now, there, there's some wisdom in some things. Now, when the, when the kids are really, really little, obviously, we, you know, you pick up the sharp objects and that kind of stuff. But we had some collectibles and stuff that she sat around. We just told our kids, you can't play with that. And if they tried to play with that, they got disciplined. That's what we did. We didn't pick everything up and be like, oh, we can't have any of that out because they'll... We just said, no, you, you can't do that. So we gave them, you, you can play in here, you, but no, you, you can't play football in here. You, you can't pick up mom's, remember back in the day, precious moments? 
you're not, you, you can't play hide and seek with those. No, you got to leave those alone. And, and the kids obeyed that. They were fine. And we, we didn't have much, we really didn't really have much issue with them because we gave them freedom to do this. Now, you know, we didn't do freedom like this. Hey, you know what? Don't take that fork and put it in that light socket. Well, here, go ahead and try it and see what happens. How'd that? We don't do that. We didn't do it like that because we wanted to give them freedom, but yet we wanted to protect them along the way and just give them some of the reasons why. This is stuff, this is just what we, what we don't do or what we do do. Do do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus didn't come to break the law. He came to fulfill them, as you know. In essence, he was trying to say, if we submit to God, then he's got a better way for you. And that's what's really cool about being a Christian. Some people will act like, I don't know. I'll, when, I, when I get all my wild oats, on, then I'll be a Christian. You're missing it, man. Being a Christian is great and, because you have protection and blessing and peace of mind. You know what peace of mind can bring you? Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Being Jesus' disciples means we become more and more like him. His uh, being gentle was really put to the test. Let's think about what Jesus had to put up with. They killed him. They beat him beyond recognition. And yet the Bible says he didn't say anything. He didn't retaliate. He didn't make, you know, all right, you do that, I'll do this. And isn't that sometimes what happens? But not Jesus. Jesus was able to keep his mind and keep his mouth. This is what is amazing me. Because when you have the power, he could have just said, skadoosh. Angels could have showed up. All right, Captain, what do you want us to do? Take him out. He could have done that. But he didn't. He was silent. He gently restores Peter. John writes about it. John and Peter were close. John and Peter always were competing against, you know, they raced to the tomb. John always referred to him, I'm the one Jesus loved. Take that, Pete. You know, I mean, so there's always this, but I think they were close enough. They helped each other and, and all that. I, I believe that Peter and John, it, the Bible doesn't really say where John was when Peter was by the fire and cussing and all that and, and all I think John was still close by. It just doesn't report that John did any of that. But because they were close, the Bible says they all scattered, if you remember. But because they're close, they're going to somehow hang together a little bit. I think John witnessed that, and I think John witnessed Peter getting restored. If you remember when Jesus came back after the cross, the angel said, Go tell the others and tell Peter. I think that's huge, because Peter went from Peter the failure... To Peter the forgiven. Man, I could fit in that category. You see, sometimes we just think, God, I've blown it. I had my opportunity and I screwed the whole thing up. And God says, listen, I died so that you could have another chance at this. I love the fact that God never gives up on you. Graduates, if I can encourage you for anything today, I would encourage you to know, no matter what, God never gives up on you. You think your mom and dad have stayed by your side? God is even ten times the power of that plus infinity. And I don't know how you can get better than mom and dad staying by you. I mean, because in, in our minds, we would do anything. 
in God's mind, he's already done everything. Think about that. The next time we see Peter is the day of Pentecost, and he's different. Because now he realizes he's been restored, or something has happened, and so now he is stronger. He's bolder in his faith. Paul says, Galatians 6, 1, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly. There they are again. The person, help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. See, what happens in today's society, there's a lot of judging. And I'd love to say it's not in the church, but it is. We don't want it to be, but it is because the church is full of people. I don't care who you are. You don't have to be the pastor. You're not perfect. doesn't matter. People, we have a tendency to make judgments. Those who are filled with the Spirit or claim to be, we have to demonstrate this fruit. We have to be that light, that glow-in-the-dark person. Gentleness and help dealing with people if they need help, just to help them restore those. So just being gentle and understanding Again, in my mind as a guy, sometimes I'm thinking, I'm being gentle. But on the other end, it's coming completely different. Have you ever been where you're saying something and two people hear it completely different? You say, this is what I said. They say, you said that, but this is how you said it. And you're like, I did not say it that way. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. Ask the Lord. Help. I mean, that's what I'm asking. Help me with gentleness. Here's the one you've been waiting for. Self-control. This fruit alone explains why reading it, it's, it's about you, us, because it's about self, self-control. To operate in the fruit, as we said before, there's got to be a reason that's needed so that it can be exercised. We live in a world, obviously, that doesn't use this fruit a lot. It's a fruit that really is there for us so that we could shine for the Lord. And so we need to cultivate this more. I'm just here to tell you, if you don't understand, God doesn't need to exercise self-control in himself because there's nothing wrong with him. Let that sink in for just a minute. There's no, God has, there's, there's no darkness in him at all. So there isn't anything he has. This is for us. How many understand that? So this is for us. John 1, 5, this message was heard from Jesus and now declares God, God is light and there's no darkness in him at all so how do we do that how do we draw the line with self-control how do we make that so clear no gray area make it plain there is a right and there's a wrong and i said this in the first service and this is what we have a tendency to do we have a tendency man has a tendency to make up their own way if they don't understand something they don't understand it in the word or they don't we make up our own doctrine You can choose if you want to be a, a male or female. No, no, you can't. You were born the way you were born. There, there's other ways. There's different ways. No. There's a man and a woman. See how quiet it is? There is a right and there's a wrong. Does that mean that people that have tried to make a, another decision are saying they're wrong? According to that, yes. And so I would say yes. Will you love them? Yes. But it is what it is. 
God's not going to rewrite the book for you. He won't do it for me. The Bible says in Hebrews, he doesn't change. It makes it pretty plain and clear. And man tries to make this... I, being in my position sometimes is hard for me as a person. But we were in a store not long ago. And my wife has to go to the restroom. That's no shocker. But it's a restroom that guy or girl can go in. That's a shocker to me. And so she's like, I, you know, I need to go, but... So, I might have already shared this story, but this is what I did. I just like, you go ahead and go. I'll stand right here. <laughs> and if a dude comes and says, I got to go, you can go in that room. You ain't going in this one until she comes out. And if he puts up a fuss, then I'm going in with you, and that might not be pretty. I don't know where I'm going to stand on that, but I'm just saying it's wrong. I'm not trying to be religious or legalistic. I'm just, I'm just saying God is so loving and so gentle. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be harsh or not humble or any of that. I guess you have no question where I stand. But <clears throat> Second Peter 1, 6. Knowledge with self-control and self-control with patience, endurance, and patience, endurance with godliness. Proverbs 25, 28, a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. If Jesus had to use this fruit, why wouldn't we? Here's something that we have to know. You can't control everything that happens. And you know that. You can't control people. You can't control situations that maybe are out of your control. But you can control how you respond to them. You can control you. Self-control. I don't have to control them. Now, my daughter's 23, my youngest daughter's 23, and she, we were driving home from work yesterday, and a car is coming up to a stop sign, and it's coming up to the stop sign, and it doesn't look like it's stopping. Have you ever experienced that? Now, it's supposed to stop. I'm not supposed to stop. They're supposed to stop, but I'm watching them come up, and my foot goes off the accelerator, goes onto the brake, my hand's on the wheel, my other hand's ready on the horn. Now, I'm not going to say, hey, you're a number one driver. I'm not going to do that. But I wanted them to know, like, you know, that I'm coming and I'm, I'm watching them. And this is what she says. I don't like that. How do you know they're not going to run the stop sign? And I said, Maddie, I don't know. But what I do know is I can control what I do. That's what this is about. This fruit is about you having self-control over how you respond and what you do and how you respond to those. There are people that they just... They won't like you because you're a believer. This fruit is personal. When it's all said and done, I have, I have four wonderful children who, who love God. When it's all said and done, I cannot stand in front of God and give an account for them. All I can do is give an account for what I did. If you want to ask me if I went back, could you go back, would you do it different? There are things I would do different. I would. But I didn't know any different back then. I've grown. I've gotten smarter. So, you know, I've learned more things. But what you, you can't go back. You just have to go forward. And so you just go forward and you do the best you can with what you have. 
you listen to God and you follow his word, you do what you can do and you, you put all that in practice. You do the best you can do. And you live that freedom in a framework. You live that obedience. We can be an example to, to others and help them and they can see us glow in the dark. Everybody likes the good guy. That's why, you know, I, I like movies. I, I like to see good win. I like to see good beat evil. I like that. I don't like movies that the good does, guy doesn't win. I mean, I'm there, I know there might be sequels, but I want to know that the good guy's going to win. And there's things that just happen that, that pull you in, that you can relate to, that you're going to have to understand. Now, back in the day, you remember the Karate Kid? Remember Daniel LaRusso? You know, and they, they, the whole movie was the guys doing him dirty the whole time. And then they, you know, about break his leg almost, you know. And, and he goes back in the room. They take him off and, and he has to return to the ring in a certain amount of time. Some of you feel like that. You've been beaten down by the enemy. You've been smacked around and you feel like he's, 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 he's hit me low. And Daniel says something to Mr. Miyagi. Now, obviously, this isn't biblical, okay? So this isn't from the, the book of, of, you know, Miyagi. But what I'm telling you is the principle. This is what Daniel says. Can you do that thing you do? He said, because I can't find balance. I can't go out and face them. I can't get that without balance in here. Some of us in here don't have balance. Because we're letting the world just sweep us away. And we just want, I'm just going to go with the flow because I'm just sick of it. Graduates, we need you to stand up. And Miyagi says, and the next thing you hear is, Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. We went to the theater, the theater was packed. And there's just something about when the crowd is, they're relating. Now, I, you know, me, I've got three different belts and three different karate. So I was into karate. At the time, I didn't have three different belts then. But then Roy could, wherever Roy's at, Roy, he's a black belt. Roy can appreciate this. So, yeah, my dad's a black belt. He can appreciate this. So, I mean, karate was part of my life. So I was there. Kim was with me. Theater was packed. And Daniel comes out there. And there's so many things that are happening that are going on. The other sensei is nasty. Sweep the leg. But sensei, do you have a problem with that? Is that what the enemy would do? No, sensei. There's some little annoying gnat behind the guy going, yeah, get him a body bag. You just want to slap that kid. And the whole crowd is in there. The music's building. Da -da -da, da -da -da. And you got Miyagi off in the distance. And he's, you know, Daniel's out there. Daniel comes out. He's limping. You know, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. And they go and they fight a couple things. And then it's down to the final thing. And Daniel. And you see Miyagi in the background. And you, you know, you got the other sensei. Finish him! You know, and then you got, you know, Daniel, and you got the other kid, and the music, and then, and then Daniel does the kick. I was out of my chair 
I was standing, I was like, yes, yes. I was not the only one. The whole theater was going nuts. I'm like, yeah, popcorn's flying. Who cares? Brett, what's this have to do with anything? It's a great story. But what I'm trying to tell you is Daniel in this. Now, and again, Jesus used stories. So just embellish me just a little bit. Daniel had to house and funnel and channel what needed to happen. My point is this. Life is going to throw stuff at you. You get to choose how you respond. You get to choose whether you fight or whether you flight. Sometimes flight is the answer. Sometimes fight is the answer. Sometimes you can fight and still be gentle and humble but stand firm. But for you to get what you need, what God has for you, the Bible says sometimes we have to take it by force. I challenge you this morning. I don't know what areas that you need. For me, I need more gentleness. I need more humility. Those go together. I need more patience. Sometimes I don't like to wait. Do you? And I got to learn. If something is already mine and I believe it, I don't have to be anxious for it because it's already mine. When I'm walking in fruit of the Spirit, we do have the ability to have self-control. I don't have to pop off every time somebody says something. Just because somebody treats you bad doesn't mean you have to give it back to them. Isn't that what we do? It's easy. Oh, you're going you're gonna to do that to me? Well, let me tell you. Let me do this to you. And we'll end up going in this match just like at Chipotle over sour cream. And all the guy, I was there. All the guy said was, dude, man, it's just sour cream. Just chill. Something like that. And that guy just went off. Just over sour cream. And so then this guy goes off. And the next thing you know, it's just like everybody in the restaurant's involved, whether you want to be or not. Because the whole atmosphere has changed. You got freedom. The Bible says you're going to have tribulation. But it also says life and death is in your mouth. Choose life. You know how we choose life? We follow Christ. And we let the following of Christ do our talking for us. By exercising the fruit. Lord, I'm going to exercise the connection I have with you. My self-control. I'm going to exercise it. Sometimes you have to step back and look at something and just say, God, how do you want me to respond? Like the, the girl at Walmart. I wanted to intervene and say, dude, get out of the way and go home. But I didn't. I just stayed there. I didn't say anything. It didn't get violent. It didn't other than him. But she handled herself well. She was flustered. She was embarrassed, but she still handled herself well. And I'll tell you what, God will use that opportunity now, the Bible says all things work together for good. It doesn't say all things are good. She'll use that opportunity to go, you know what, I can do this. That fruit has to be cultivated. You're going to have opportunities where you're going to have to exercise self-control. Your boss may accuse you of something. You didn't do this, you didn't do that, and maybe you didn't. You didn't do it, they did it, or whatever. You're going to have to exercise self-control. You're going to have to be gentle. Maybe you need to be gentle with your spouse or with your child or with your coworker or whatever the case is. I don't know what it is, but we can be an example.
I'd rather be a help than a hindrance. So choose, choose life. Walk in these fruits to the best of your ability. Start saying, God. The great thing is, if you say, Brett, I messed up. I've, I've messed this up. You get a chance to do it again. God will give you another opportunity to be the person you're supposed to be. Shine, shine bright. Bow your heads, close your eyes, please.